0: Hi everyone, I'm Elise Marsh and I'm your host here on the Perfectly, Wonderfully Made podcast. I believe the journey to becoming a parent allows each of us a glimpse into the heart of a creator who so desperately wants you to know just how chosen, designed, called, and beautiful you are. He sees you perfectly, wonderfully made. hello friends i hope you guys have enjoyed your summer it's back to school season already and i'm pretty much in denial some of you who've been around for a while know summer is like my love child and by the time i've mourned the changing of seasons fall is just about over but this year i'm gonna try and be a big girl about it you guys and enjoy each day of sunshine and warmth that i'm given. There have been so many wildfires all over the Pacific Northwest and into Canada this summer, and the smoke has been crazy bad. So bad that we couldn't even be outside a whole lot these last couple weeks. But just this afternoon, the smoke cleared out, and we can see our beautiful blue skies again. Oh, it felt so good. I just listened to Alexandra Quakendall's book again, Loving My Actual Life, It's such a great book for practicing ways we can enjoy our everyday lives. Things to make life less stressful and to find more joy. It's such a great read, you guys, especially in this season as school starts again, fall approaches, and most mamas find they are ready for a little more routine about now. I'll have it for you in the show notes, so don't forget to head there after the episode. Also, you guys, I'm approaching the one-year anniversary of the show. Can you believe that? I released my first episode ever on September 10th, and I'm sitting here recording my 31st episode, and I'm just so grateful, grateful for this platform that I have to encourage women and speak life and hope to those who might listen. So thank you, sweet listener, for subscribing, for telling your friends this year, for sharing these stories with me. If you're new to the show, I want you guys to know I've created an online childbirth class just for you to prepare and plan for the best possible birth experience. If this is your first baby or your second baby, this course will be so helpful for you. I promise. Because you just can't know what you can't know, especially if you haven't done this before. You're gonna need support. You will need encouragement. You will need information to make the decisions that are best for you. Having a baby for the first time or the second time isn't like riding an airplane. (laughs) You don't just show up and arrive at your destination and it all works out. (laughs) Let me help you find your way to your best birth experience. You can have such a positive birth. I promise you that. And hear me now, friend. It's not about having a cesarean birth or a vaginal birth or a medicated one or an unmedicated one. It's about learning how to make the decisions that feel best for your family, having a voice, being respected, being heard, learning what your options are, and ultimately trusting the process. And I would love nothing more than to be there with you. So, do me a favor, head on over to yourbestbirthcourse.com for more info or feel free to message me. I'd love to hear from you. I was sitting chatting with a group of my girlfriends late into the night this week, and you know when I say late like, you know, 9:30 this week. And as we were all getting caught up on each other's lives, I couldn't help but think about just how hard life is sometimes. Life can be so hard, dysfunctional, and just challenging. People get sick. People die. People can hurt you and disappoint you. This, I'm sure, we are all familiar with. Thankfully, there is a God who will never, ever let you down. A God who in the middle of your mess will never leave you. And I know, my friend, life can really suck sometimes. So we might as well just enjoy the good gifts God has given us. Life surely won't get any easier, but it surely can be filled with so much joy, with contentment, with peace, and with hope. It can be filled with goodness amidst the hard and achy parts of life. Otherwise, I mean, what's the point? I mean, really? So, my friend, enjoy those beautiful blue skies this week. Go be outside and enjoy creation. Watch that sunset and soak it in. Sit by the fire with your girlfriends a little longer and laugh as hard as you can. Play with your kids, work out, read, and take in all that the Lord has given you to enjoy. This is the stuff of life, my friend. The good and the hard all smashed in there together. Have as much fun as you can, dear listener, because the hard isn't going to go away. So you might as well have some fun along the way. Try not to take yourself so seriously this week. And I need this reminder probably more than any of you. I think it's so easy for a lot of us moms to think, well, if I can just get through this or if I can just move on to the next phase or get my kids in full-time school, things will get easier. Things may never get easier, but we can find joy. We can have fun. We must find ways to enjoy the world around us. And I think the Lord is so pleased with us when we enjoy His creation and His world food, and friends, and those closest to us in the beautiful parts of the world. Paul says in Philippians 4, I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or an empty one, with plenty or with little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Today on the show, I chat with Tiffany Burke. Tiffany is a mama to three kids. She has a 13-year-old, an 8-year-old, and a 1-year-old baby girl. She is also a foster mama and has had children in and out of her home in different seasons of her life. Tiffany was adopted and lived on her own as a teenager and she just has a huge heart for displaced children. You guys will really hear that in her in today's episode. She's hoping to adopt a foster child or children in the future. So if you're considering foster care, you guys will learn a lot in this episode. She is a lover of motherhood and has been married to her husband Sean for 10 years. So that's pretty awesome. She was a gestational carrier for her brother and carried twins. I know, like what else does this girl do? She does a lot, I'll tell you. She's a commercial and portrait photographer, and we chat today about how she does it all. But I'll let you in on a little secret. She doesn't actually do it all. None of us do, right? We chat about mommy guilt and our postpartum bodies. There's a lot packed into this episode, and I know you guys are going to love it. So here we go, my friend. Okay, how are you?
1: I'm so good. How are you?
0: Good. This is fun. This I is know, so this fun. I know. This is really, really exciting. Um, I love this part about the podcast world is just getting to know people you would never normally chat with or get to know and just sit down and talk it's like the funnest thing ever oh
1: yeah agreed agreed
0: it's pretty cool it's pretty cool um okay so i kind of am just like your social media stalker but (laughs) i'm like i like this girl i like her a lot i was like i want to get to know her this is gonna be so fun um So I just stalked you a little bit. Oh,
1: excellent. No, of course. Please do.
0: (laughs) Okay. So tell me like a little bit about yourself and your
1: life. What does your family look like? Like who is Tiffany? Uh, I live in Tacoma, Washington, and Uh I live here with my husband, Sean. Awesome. We are around each other a lot, so it's a good thing we love each other. Um, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> we might. How long have you guys been together? Uh, we've been together 11 years, and oh, we awesome. married for 10. Yeah. So, um, we love each other. We probably don't always like each other. And... Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's all right. We definitely have one of those marriages, but we have to work at it. So, yeah. uh, you
0: know, just oh, I are... think
1: everyone does. <laughs> if like you lot. don't,
0: you're crazy or <laughs> right? you end up
1: getting divorced. Really like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah, definitely... has to work hard. Yes. Yeah. So, Um, we have three biological kids together and, uh, I was a former single mom before I met my husband. So I was, it was just my son Holland and I, Holland is now 13, but, um, I was 23 years old when I had him and Holland's biological dad, um, you know, he said he would be there and then he just wasn't. So... Uh, you know, we try really hard in our family to not ever mm-hmm. speak poorly of anyone's biological um, family members, because especially yeah. a parent, that's half of Holland. So we have like right. try to have like a lot of love and respect for that space. But ultimately, it was just me. Yeah. So um, I knew nothing about babies. Um, <laughs> that's OK. <laughs> I think that's where everyone kind of starts from. I remember I had to ask somebody, what happens to the umbilical cord after the baby is born? And the person said, what oh, do you yeah. mean? <laughs> I yeah. said, "I said, does it just kind of hang out of me and disintegrate? Or do they <laughs> pull it all the way out? Like, what's going on? And they said, well, yeah. it c- comes out with the placenta. I said, what is the placenta? <laughs> what is the placenta? Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. Someone asked me, too, when I was pregnant, they said, are you going to breastfeed? I said, that sounds disgusting disgusting why (laughs) would i do something like that yeah (laughs) and then i was like well maybe i should read a book on it and then that Eh. sort of like started my journey of i if i don't know something i think i should find out the answer and so uh my pursuit of knowledge really 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 began when i was pregnant. And I would ask, I would see people on the streets. You look like you're, you're a mom, uh, or I've had a mom. Can you tell me, uh, anything about... <laughs> I love it. That's so, awesome. So yeah. So, um, Holland, it was just Holland and I for two and a half years and I became a preschool teacher and I met my husband at the preschool. He was Holland's preschool teacher oh wow okay so that's like pretty cool place to find yeah. dad material it yeah way cool <laughs> didn't even think of it i was an independent woman i was yeah 25 now 26 on my own working hard it was i'm focusing on my kid and then in walks this beautiful blonde guy <laughs> who'd been just traveling around the country rebuilding houses after hurricane katrina and he wanted to work with kids again i'm like Get away! Who are you? From- um, <laughs> I need to know you. <laughs> yeah, he's over playing guitar to the preschoolers. I'm just yes. uh, uh-uh, uh go away. So we fell in love. Um, when Holland was really little, he used to tell a story that sh- um, Sean and Holland fell in love first. They fell in love first because. He was his teacher, Mr. Sean. And then we fell in love. And then he says, then we all got married. We so, all got married. Yeah. Oh, you guys, that's the cutest story. <laughs> so we got married. And then we had um, another little boy, uh, Blakey. He's now almost nine. Wow. Um, And everybody thinks he's our daughter. He has long, beautiful, curly blonde hair. <laughs> and he is beautiful. Uh, <laughs> awesome. And, uh, and then... Uh, and then we did, we always wanted to adopt. So mm-hmm. through foster care, I'm adopted. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I just have a heart for it. I yeah. was living I on that. my living on my own since I was 16 and um, didn't have a home and just kind of a little displaced myself. So yeah. really like a heart for displaced children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our kind of focus was that, but we really hit some major snags financially we in 2009 when Blake was born kind of when the crash happened to Mm -hmm. all of us yeah yeah Yeah. we both lost our jobs we eventually lost our home Uh, we've just lost everything financial and um and so as we we started to rebuild um I ended up we ended up kind of putting foster care on hold my Mm -hmm. um sister-in-law and my brother needed a surrogate and oh, wow! So I was like, "Hey, I'm. We're done with biological children. So yeah. I have this uterus you could use. So then I did I s- have this uterus. <laughs> yeah, I have one. Just <laughs> lying around, just hanging out, catching cobwebs. If you're interested, yeah. Um, and so we did surrogacy, and I ended up with twins. Wow. And- okay. Okay. So yeah.
0: <laughs> how did that conversation go down? Was it like they were pursuing? a gestational carrier like and you just happen to be like oh I know you guys are interested in this I I do it or (laughs) was that something like you kind of went to them
1: first and asked about that or how did that like whole thing shake down yeah that's a good question Uh, my husband asks me this every day still so uh, (laughs) (laughs) we (laughs) when So, Nat, just a quick backstory. Natalie and Mm -hmm. James, they um, had a healthy, great pregnancy, and they had a baby boy, Hunter, my nephew. Mm -hmm. And right after birth, though, Natalie started to bleed out profusely, so much so that she um, she basically started to die. Her blood pressure was—that's scary. Yeah, like 30 over 12 and she um they had to put 11 pints of blood into her body and it was coming out as fast as it was going in. Um they were a a doctor was on top of her body squeezing blood into her while they were rushing her back to the OR to save mm-hmm. her life. So, um she lost her uterus and when she woke up in the ICU, my brother and I were there. And um and she asked on a notepad. She couldn't she couldn't talk and she was in a coma and she said, Did they take wow. my ut- they said did they take my uterus? And my brother said they did. And um and she wrote, That's okay, we can adopt. And it was really beautiful and I was so wow. proud of her for kind of coming to that clarity because I knew their family mm-hmm. wasn't done. But um and then a week later I drove down to take Hunter's newborn photos. I'm a a commercial and portrait photographer by trade. Yeah, I know. I love your photography. It's just so beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. And uh, we were taking his photos and uh, Natalie and I were sitting down talking and she opened up so candidly and honestly with me and said, Tiffany, I'm afraid that what if I don't love an adopted child as much as my own, and what if, what if she was going yeah. through all these feelings? And I said, "Wow, I never really thought of that." As someone who was adopted, and someone who just wanted mm-hmm. to adopt so badly, um, it never crossed my mind that some people might it might not be a good fit for them. And yeah. I really applaud that, and I really feel that there's so many different ways to make a family, and mm-hmm. that you know I shouldn't force my adoption beliefs on you, and tell me where you're at. And they said yeah. we, they were thinking of surrogacy, and. Neither of us knew anything about surrogacy. I'd never even known a surrogate before, except for maybe yeah. Phoebe, Phoebe on Friends, who obviously <laughs> yeah. is a dear yeah. friend of mine. Not of probably, course. But, you know, right? All of them are. Right. Totally. You know, Rachel, Monica, mm-hmm. Joey. dream friends. Joey. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so she, she said that they were going to use a surrogate. And I remember thinking, like, what if the surrogate smokes? Or what if she drinks? Or what if oh, it was... Wow. And yeah. Weird things. I don't know why I would think that, of course, a surrogate would be responsible and wonderful. But for some yeah. reason, I panicked and I just blurted out, I'll do it. And then, <laughs> Pick me. Yeah. I volunteered as tribute and I immediately <laughs> covered my mouth because I couldn't believe I had just blurted out, I'll do it. Yeah, And, but I meant it. And, and, uh, we started crying and tearing up and it was really emotional. And then we both stopped and said, we should probably ask our husbands first before we make all these plans. (laughs) Yeah. And so then she went to my brother and my brother, who is just so sweet. James is his name. And James said, James started crying right away. And he said, even if she doesn't do it, the fact that she'd be willing to do this for our family is so wonderful. And, um, and then I always say, and this is pretty true, I went and told my husband and he started crying too because oh, wow. um, he actually hates being around me when I'm pregnant. So, oh. uh, was, not <laughs> so a... was he crying like in a
0: bad way? <laughs> like, oh no, I'm going <laughs> to have to do this again? Or was we did... he, <laughs> we're
1: not quite sure. We did not have a magical moment on our end. And okay. uh, yeah. Okay. yeah, so there actually was major pause in that. So yeah. we waited multiple months of... You know, uh, should we do this? Could we do this? This is a lot. This is, yeah, being pregnant is still a risk. It's, you know, it's mm-hmm. not a cakewalk for everyone. And let's figure this out. And I do get pretty, my last two pregnancies, I got pretty horrendous morning sickness. Um, yeah. You know, with Holland, it was only till like week 13. But with Blake, it was almost week 20, 21. And yeah, um,
0: that's a long time It feel so sick.
1: <laughs> yes. oh, yeah,
0: that's rough.
1: So there was a lot to consider. And then ultimately, um, one night my husband and I sat down and he said, we poured some wine and he said, okay, I'm ready to really listen to kind of where you're coming from. And he he said, I am nervous that you're doing this because you feel sorry for James and Natalie and you want so badly to help them. And you have this heart that's always giving. And I said, I understand that point of view. But ultimately – um, that part is icing on the cake for me. Um, mm-hmm. The biggest reason is my nephew, Hunter. I, mm. My life with my siblings has been a, a gift every day because I have them from growing up with them to going yeah. through life with them. And um, I know that only children don't know any better, but I do. I know mm. what life is like with siblings, and I really want to give that gift to Hunter. And that is my... That's my number one, and then, and then completing James and Natalie's family is second, and yeah. um, and we both really connected on that. You know, he has siblings mm-hmm. that he loves, and so, yeah. So then we went, we went for it, and um, it was really difficult because I threw up until the day those babies were born.
0: Oh <laughs> goodness! Okay, so babies. So let's talk about that. Um, obviously. There was two of them, and you got pregnant with twins. Yes. So did did they transfer? How many embryos did they transfer?
1: Seven. Just kidding. Um. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> so it was, we had, this was our second attempt. So our first IVF. Um, we transferred two. So just for clarification, the embryos are James and Natalie's embryos. So it's yeah. his sperm and it's her egg and it is their DNA. Yeah. So I am just the gestational carrier, a traditional surrogate, which they still have them every now and then. It's also the egg donor and the um, surrogate. But oh, um, wow. yeah, so it's, it's. I didn't even realize that they do that still. I just still assumed do. Yeah. it was, you know, the couple's embryo. Yeah. Yeah, they still do. Um, it's not as common as yeah. a gestational carrier, but, um, it's still there. And so, tr- yeah, traditional surrogate, gestational surrogate. Um, so the very first transfer, they had two really healthy embryos and, you know, the grade embryos, you can right. A, B and C and good, fair and poor. And so these embryos were B grade and they were fair. So the embryologist recommended we transfer two and hope that one takes. Well, they transferred two and neither took. And, um, you know, for, you know, all of us that have, you know, lost, it's Mm -hmm. a difficult, it's a difficult thing, especially when you feel that the odds are in your favor with being such a healthy you know, surrogate and the eggs being pretty decent, but it's just the luck of the draw of how the world is. And um, it wasn't anything that I did, but I do remember feeling at fault that, um, you know, did I, wear my meds not right or my, you know, I was very, very Mm. religious about them. And so.
0: It's an intense process just to even get ready to be able to receive an an embryo transfer.
1: Yes. So much work, which I had no idea. I really just thought they just, Took a needle and <laughs> stuck it into your stomach. And they were like, there you go. There's there you go. You're pregnant. Yep, you're pregnant. Have fun. If it was only that easy, it probably wouldn't be so expensive. <laughs> I, actually, you're right. That's so true. It'd Just be like, here it is. So, here it is. So we lost the first ones. And then we um, we did the second try. And it was the same thing. The embryos were the same grade. They were B yeah. and they were fair. And they said – we they do look a little better, like the edges edges looked better, but um, we're gonna embryologists recommended two with hoping that one would take and both took. So the boys, oh, wow. yeah, they're fraternal twins. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so great. That was 2012. So I gave birth to twins in 2012, and uh, and then we said, okay, let's like focus really on uh, moving forward towards foster care and yeah. all that fun stuff and. So we finally moved into a house that had enough bedrooms for X amount of kids. We got, mm-hmm. And while we were working on licensing, my husband – I got really, really sick. It's a long, boring story I won't include into here. But we sort of um, – we had reconnected in a different way where somehow my husband asked me if he wanted to have – if I wanted to have another baby. And, uh, you know, I, we had been done for – eight, seven years. since <laughs> Yeah. So, your boys like, are getting older. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? But I, instead I just felt that, yeah, I guess I do where I was adamantly done, 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 done. And, uh, I said, okay, I will have another baby. If that doesn't take the place of of a foster kid we were always going to do two foster kids so i said you know this means we would have five children right he said i'm all signed up for it wow okay so where did that come from in him um i think there was when i got really sick there were some um things that they they were going to ablate my uterus and tie my tubes and um and it was all gonna be really really permanent and i panicked because i thought Maybe I want to be a surrogate again. And he, Oh wow! I, I also thought too, what if we always wanted a big family? And and right now, what if we never adopted? What if we kept, what if we were those people that kept saying one day we'll foster and life goes so quickly. And what if we just yeah. never did? And then we only had two kids and we didn't have a big family and we both sort of panicked. And, yeah. um, and I think he had yeah. just realized like, Hey, I think I want another baby. And I think that I did too. And so um, we tried, we had 14 failed attempts after the surrogacy. My body was not the same. So, um, really, it just wasn't, um, I don't know if it was my age or if it how was. How old were you when you, um. I was 31 when I gave birth to the twins. Okay. So yeah. then
0: how old were you when you were trying for the baby
1: number three? Uh, 30, 36. Okay. And so we had 14 cycles. Like that, we did at home normal with no Mm -hmm. like 14 no's. Yeah. Basically. 14 no's. Yeah. Not the right time. Yeah. And so we were actually going through the licensing process. So by the time I was. Um, om- we were almost fully licensed. I was going through my classes. I was nine months pregnant. So I'm in there. Oh, the only wow. big, huge pregnant woman in foster care classes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've actually had a similar experience, not personally, but I had a couple. So I teach childbirth education classes and in, in the hospital. And I had a couple that had fostered Many, many children over the years and decided to have their own biological child. And they didn't think they ever would. And they actually had four foster babies. Like small ones, like a six month old, an eighteen month old, a two year old, and a three year old. Oh my like gosh! Small ones, and <laughs> she was nine months pregnant. And I was like, "Oh, are you guys!" <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's like, "I know, I know, I know what we're getting in for." But they—they they were just a special, special couple. Um, but that so here, my heart. yes, I'm like, I have seen this before. So, um, so you're nine months pregnant and you're almost fully licensed, um, through foster care. So what yeah. was that next step for you?
1: So we had, um, our third baby, which is a little girl. Her name is Quinn. Yeah, and she is so cute. <laughs> Holy <laughs> cow! It's really out of control. Her
0: lips oh and just God, her right? face.
1: Oh my goodness! She looks like a little model. I feel I. She I feel is. Like Snow White stepmother all the time. Mirror, mirror on the <laughs> wall, <laughs> who's the? Fa- Dang it, Quinn again! <laughs> you know she's so. It's it's unbelievable. We can't take her anywhere. It is you know, everyone has to come and yeah. talk about her. And so um, yeah, yes. she is
0: just a special girl. So do you guys think you'll do like, has she done modeling? I mean, she may have.
1: Um, I mean, you're a photographer. I didn't imagine like that would be a right. easy kind of fit for you guys. She's, in, uh, she's been a go-to model in some of my like commercial stuff. So she's been in like Amazon campaigns and stuff for like Mastella, you know, the that yes. really yummy, beautiful, Um, soap that from France Mm -hmm. and there she's um g diapers and stuff like that so she's done like a couple things but um mostly I'm just tired at the end of the day and just want to (laughs) like snuggle her and she's uh 15 months now so she's getting big yeah um so we had Quinn and we took um we were going to take six months off um but then our license got our when we were getting licensed, it got lost by the state. So, Ooh, uh, is that a normal thing? Does I that don't really know. Usually <laughs> happens. So it was like another like delay, and then Christmas came, and we hung up our stockings for five kids. Uh, so we put up seven stockings, and we waited for the call, but we. Um, that Oh, that's that's when the license got lost, so we didn't know, oh, okay. and then things slow down around the holidays because there's a lot of people on vacation, and so yeah. we waited and waited. And then finally, when Quinn was about, I think, 10 months old, we finally got licensed, so we've had five foster kids in our home in the last few months and uh, ages oh, – at one point, we had – we like to have five kids in the home at once, but sometimes we've had four, but – um we've had, at one point we had uh, a two-year-old and then two one-year-olds and then our eight-year-old and our 13-year-old. So wow. um, that was very busy for us to have. Basically yeah. the one-year-olds were like twins and then yeah. the two, two-year-old was younger with his own issues. So it was a lot of work, but um, yeah. It was great. And we um, right now don't have any foster kids. And then uh, so we're just waiting um, for them to call us. We're with an agency. So um, they should be calling us soon if they have um, a good match for our family. Our ultimate goal would be to Foster to adopt, uh, specifically a sibling set, most siblings get separated through the system. Okay. Um, and it's not easy for people to take more than one child, let yeah. alone – it's not even easy to take one child. So um, so yeah. we like to do, do that. We also will do respite care. So we'll take siblings or singles or whoever that needs mm-hmm. respite for a short while to give foster parents a break or – um, you know, some foster parents go on vacation and the kids maybe can't go because they have visits with mom and dad that the court mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, um, Washington State, and I think most states are pretty cool about, they really focus on reunification. And that's our goal too. We want the kids to be reunified and go back to mom and dad when it's safe. And so we just look at ourselves as a temporary fix until then. Um, Unless there is a, a set of kiddos that they can't go back. So we would like to give them a forever home. So they have a Christmas to go to every year or um, a place on Thanksgiving for the rest of their lives, you know, for as long as we both shall live. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing.
0: So when you were adopted, were you adopted out of the foster care system or just from
1: birth or what was that kind of process like for you? I was adopted through Catholic Community Services through a private adoption uh, from birth. So I was two days old when I went to – and I was – that was their first open adoption ever where the birth mother sat down and met the adopting parents. Wow. Yeah. So it just had never happened before. It was really rare. It was 1981, and my birth mother had – um, sat down and interviewed my parents that raised me, Larry and Susan, and she interviewed them and, um, they brought their, they adopted a son that they had brought with them who was two at the time. And that would end up being my brother, James, who I ended up being a surrogate for. Wow. How (laughs) cool.
0: That's amazing. So do you have a relationship with your biological family?
1: I do. So my birth mother and I are very close. When I was kind of displaced, uh, when I was 16, we connected and, um, we, I'm 37 now. So she has been, uh, her and her husband have been a second set of parents to me and, uh, siblings, uh, through there. And then my birth father, I have siblings through there. And so I'm overall very, very lucky to have, um, a good positive relationship with everybody and uh, have all these extra siblings and extra cousins and
0: grandparents
1: and people to love. And that's amazing.
0: Did you grow up always knowing that you were adopted or at what point did your parents like have that conversation with you?
1: We always knew just as um, much as yeah. Uh, as, as anybody knew, their neighbor's name was Bill. We knew that we yeah. were I, adopted. I had a little brother as well who was adopted. So there was three of us that were adopted, all from different families. And it was a positive thing in our family. So mm-hmm. we were told that... Our mothers loved us so much that they gave us to a family that could really take care of them. And yeah. um, and I know that was such a simple way to say to a child, but really when you think about it, that is mm-hmm. so, so true to, you know, yeah. for those of oh, us that yeah. have kids of how hard that must be to give up a child, no matter what, if you were ready, if you weren't ready, it doesn't matter if you gave that child to another family um, and then lived with that the rest of your life, the difficulty of, of that selfless choice is a really beautiful thing. Um, so we always knew it was very positive. I do remember one time a, um, one of my girl, girlfriends growing up in the fourth grade said, oh, I heard. I said, heard what? <laughs> yeah. I, I, My mom told me you were adopted. I'm so sorry. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah, and You're I, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yes. I just remember that still to this day thinking – Oh, it's a negative thing? Is it a negative yeah. thing? No, I you know and um and so certainly in our family we we don't uh, look at it that way and mm-hmm. you know my husband adopted my oldest son and um and eventually when we do adopt foster kids it will be we'll look at it as a positive thing as well yeah. and um you know adoption is it's different. It's so. It's so. It's just like all. Preg- no pregnancy is the same. No adoption is the same. Oh, yeah. So all yeah. so different. You know. Yeah, and it's just everyone
0: comes to that forever family in a different path, in a different way, and um, it's all there's beauty in all of it, which I think is so cool. It's yeah. just So awesome. Okay, Tiffany. So you <laughs> have a really you know, you have a lot of people to care for and to look (laughs) out for. And you also have this like amazing photography business. Um, I know you do workshops and teach and speak and do all that. So how like, how are you navigating like work life, mom life, being a creative entrepreneur, social media? Like,
1: how do you find like,
0: what's your rhythm? How do you find your balance in all of that?
1: Well, I mostly don't put on pants or shave my legs. And I feel perfect. that gives me so much time back to my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, um, for sure. I think Except it's something... for when
0: you have to go outside. Maybe there's right. pants. <laughs> the
1: other day I was like so um, in my own mind. And I I lit- literally woke up, didn't put on any pants, came down in, in a shirt and underwear and and started working. And I'd been working just in underwear for maybe three or four hours getting you know, everything done. <laughs> yeah. And then um, it was my turn with the baby. And, and I, I said, Okay, well, I'll just take her outside picked her up, put her on my hip and just started to walk right out the door. Um, <laughs> there <Yeah. I> go. <laughs> Still in my underwear. Yeah. So uh, it, I think it's safe to say that I definitely don't have it all figured out yet. But I have done. A, I've had a lot of lessons along the way, you know, I've been in business for myself for almost 9 years and Yeah, that's um, a long time. Yes, it is a long time. Um and I've been running that company and then I I own two other companies with my husband. Um and then I am a social media marketing consultant for small businesses, um and then I do a lot of nonprofit work. So, um finding the balance is definitely key. We so You have like five things you just mentioned, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and foster care and so
0: Yeah. Um- <laughs> <laughs> it's a <laughs> lot.
1: <laughs> it's a lot, but um it's all in moderation. So, um, I definitely, I worked really, really hard at one company to build that to its strongest. So it's a, a a well-oiled machine that, that requires my care and upkeep, um, certain times. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, I have my husband for the other two companies. We equally run our event center together. And then we have an independent feature film company that he mostly runs. Um, I just get to feel a little fancy for my, my 10 to 20% of effort there. So, (laughs) You know, uh, yeah, and uh, and so and then consulting is based off of if I have time, um, which you can take on clients based on your workload exactly. Which it's hard for me to say no because one of the greatest things about consulting is that light bulb moment that goes off Mm -hmm. for um, seeing another small business figure out the continuation of getting more clients because. I, I struggled so long with it, and it's it's like once you finally lose seventy pounds, and then you just <laughs> want to tell everyone else how to do it, so that they, you know, yes. yeah, oh, totally. It's just one of those things. Not um, that I've lost seventy pounds, <laughs>
0: Still, or whatever. I don't know. Like a, yeah, a yes, but thing. I feel you.
1: Yes, a grand thing. So, um, the balance is for me. I had to do. I had to get help. So I had to hire an accountant. I had to hire a cleaning lady. Um, Yeah, I had to outsource the things to make my life just a little bit less stressful on where where could I outsource so they could have more time either with my kids, more time looking at houses on Zillow that I'll never buy that maybe one day (laughs) I want to. (laughs) Um, And then another thing was I had to schedule family time because if I didn't – Having so many things that I do, yeah. I'll schedule time for other people. So gotcha. I actually had to say, on Friday nights, we don't go do anything with other people. And we are home for family. We pop popcorn. We commit to family movie night. Movies are our love language here. Yeah. And, well, uh, I mean, feature filmmakers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, and my husband um, is really, I think the backbone to everything. So, um, I'm over here and I get all the glory of being a strong businesswoman. and I was a surrogate and I'm a foster mom, but nothing could have been accomplished without Sean support. Yeah. So he's over there while I'm sick. What's with twins. What's he doing? He's taking care of our two young children and running the household. Mm -hmm. Um, and while I'm off you know running little mini empires he is re- taking care of the household so um mm-hmm. like right now he i can hear him he's putting our baby to sleep and um way he, to go yes <laughs> right he's putting Quinn major points <laughs> and uh yes and then he does all the bath times and the cooking and so much cleaning and kid driving to school and whatever and um, you know, uh, we try to split the chores at the house, but it does a little end up on him a little bit more. But when he's gone on a movie, it's just me by myself. Yeah. So, um, I think he con- overcompensates while he's here, and he's so sweet to do all that. But, um, we are just a strong team, and I think yeah. without sounds like it that major support, and we have to do a lot of reconnecting, a lot of this feels off balance, and or he or I'll take advantage. I will take advantage of him um, knowing or not knowing. I'm not sure, but I will uh, take advantage to work, 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 work. And then really he's over there saying, okay, hold on. Reel it back in, Tiffany. I need either more work time or more free time. And, um, you know, so um, he's a big reason. Big key to my success is having that allowance, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. You guys can communicate well and ebb and flow and, Kind of adjust as you need to. Yeah. So do you have like childcare? Like, what's your childcare situation? <laughs> we don't have like... to...
1: so. Um, it's like when... you're getting real creative over there. I yeah. can tell. We do. So we um, schedule. We have a schedule. So my husband goes to 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 our studio space, the office um, on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and I'm home with Quinn. So uh, when Quinn is um, you know, other kids are school aged, and mm-hmm. our foster kids are school aged or they're in daycare. Um, so, and not by, it's more of a social, so- socialization thing right. for, for them. Right. Um, and, uh, and then I have Thursdays and Fridays and usually Saturdays. I have a lot of people who need to, to do their photo sessions on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and then – or Friday during the day. But um, so we just kind of swap like that. And so that's when we schedule our own meetings and our own consults and work um, when he's here. And then if we want to go out, we have a babysitter that we love. We call her our second daughter, Jade, um, mm-hmm. who is coincidentally my cleaning lady's daughter. It's all in the family. So, you know. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we we really reconnect at the house. We love. Yeah. I'm a homebody, so I love yeah. more than anything to re get my energy back at the home and stay here and do you know a movie night or sit and talk with my husband and. You know, so Yeah,
0: I love that. My my husband is like uh he loses his mind if he stays home for like five minutes. He's like, <laughs> Where are we going today? There's something like gather. we need to go somewhere. We need to find a mountain to climb or a beach to sit at or a <laughs> lake to go play in or a hike to go on and I'm like, Okay, I can get down on that stuff. Like I am about it. I can go. But I need like one day a week to just Be in my house all day, Mm. not drive anywhere, like feel like I can get my house situated in order and I know where my stuff is and just kind of
1: simmer down. (laughs)
0: Oh yeah.
1: I feel like it's, I'm the same way. And I feel like it goes back to our cave day things where the guys are out (laughs) there, they're doing whatever. And we're here hunting and gathering and nesting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's that nesting thing. I'm like, I just need one day. Yeah. We got to get the house a little clutter free. I want to get through this pile while binging on Netflix. Okay. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Okay. So you know, we've got a lot of a lot of young moms, a lot of different people, in different seasons of life that listen to the show. But if you had some, you know, nuggets for mamas who maybe they have kids, maybe they have their own side hustle going on, maybe they have a dream they want to pursue, but they're in the season of life where they don't know if they can make it work. Like, what would your kind of nuggets of wisdom be for those people?
1: Well, I think it's like you said, get creative, especially about childcare. You know, for in the beginning, we couldn't afford a babysitter. You know, our yeah. our jobs were lost, and we both started our companies about the same time. And our very first year in business combined on a family of four. We brought home nineteen thousand dollars. And so we lived Whoa. off of that. Yeah. So um we we figured it out though. We sold things in the house. We um cut back on everything. Cable was gone, Netflix was gone, everything. Yeah. You know, we because we believed in what we were doing. So we didn't yeah. go into our dreams with I don't know if it's gonna happen. We went into it with certainty. That's the difference between people who who can get get things done and who, who can't, it's the certainty aspect of it, of going, Mm -hmm. I'm certain I will do this. And once you become certain, you will find ways, um, you will find ways to get it done. So while my kids were sleeping, I would work until two or three in the morning, I would hustle. I would just hustle, hustle, hustle. And in fact, I actually, before I lost my job, we knew that the job loss was coming. I worked for the county, and we knew it was happening. So I started my company uh, like nine or eight months in advance, or eight or nine okay. months in advance, yes, so that I worked two jobs. I never saw my kids for that first year. Oh. Um, I miss everything. I missed first words from Blake, wow. walking. I don't remember any of it. Um, And that's really hard as a mom yeah. to miss all of that. But I just was not only certain that this would happen, but I was certain that it would be a better life where I would be able to eventually stay home more, have flexible hours. You know, we're taking six trips this summer and I don't have to ask anyone for time off. And, um, you know, I, I feel like you put, you have to put in a lot of hard sweat equity first before you see results in that equity. I love it. It's yeah. so difficult. You know, sometimes you have to be out in a little shack until in, in, in behind your house before or you a get cabin a giant your yes, lawn shed. Your lawn <laughs> shed. You got to put, you got to be in the lawn shed and love every second of your lawn shed time. Sometimes yeah. those are the, those are the best times of my business as well, you know? So, yeah. um, and then you get creative with childcare because, we're tired. You've been taking care of kids all day. Mm-hmm. You're touched out. You've been nursing all day or tandem nursing because now you have a toddler and a baby and you're wondering why did I make kids this close together, but it's all going to end up fine in the end. <laughs> and then They tell me, they tell me. They said, they said to do it. <laughs> they said it was going to be great. And, and it will be great, but it's hard to see that when you're in the thick of it. Yeah. And then, yeah. But then you get creative and then you say, you know what? I'm going to trade for childcare. Maybe you can't stay up late. So you find another mama who's out there doing what you're doing and you say, can you take the kids, all your kids and my kids on Mondays? I'll work mm-hmm. all Monday and I'll get everything. Then I'll go to my meetings. I'll go to my consults. I'll go to the bank because the bank has never opened up ridiculous yeah. hours, which is unfair I to know. the world. Um, and then, and then you switch and she takes Tuesday and you have both kids or whatever you find there are other women in the village that are in the exact same position Mm -hmm. that are thinking, I know I can do a side hustle. I want a little extra money or I want a full business. And I, I, but I have young kids. I have young kids. And I think there's also guilt with leaving our young children. Um, you know, a lot. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I know. I've struggled
0: with that a, a bunch.
1: Yes. They need their mom. They're little. They need to be close to us. And, um, I have um, no solution to that, by the way. I I've done it. All. <laughs> Good yeah. luck. You tell me when you figure it out. Yeah, because yeah, it's just different for each family and each child. Um, yeah. You know, my youngest son and I. We I had um, before I was in daycare with him before I went to be a preschool teacher I was a nanny so I got to bring him with me for 11 months he went wherever I was so I always was with my baby and then I was never with my middle child and now I'm mostly with Quinn except for maybe Mm -hmm. two days a week so um it's all I've done it all it's all varied and I love them all the same and they're all wonderful kids anyways so yeah it's just up to what works for your family dynamic and don't let what society says you have to do guide you. Let your gut guide you. Let your heart guide you. Um, you make the decisions and maybe you try it out and you realize you hate being away from your kids and you miss it and you don't want a kid swap, um, you know, so you just have to get creative and side hustle for a while. And I will tell you what, little when they're little, it goes by in a blink. And mm-hmm. before you know it, they're school aged and you have a little bit more time during the day, not as much time as we imagine, but a little bit more to focus back on you to get your, you know, afternoon workout yoga in yeah. to focus. Preach. Yeah. <laughs> focus back on getting a daily shower. And if you're into that sort of thing or um, oh, writing, yeah. <laughs> writing your yeah. blog or doing your social media marketing, whatever it is, That gets you one step closer. It's also okay just to enjoy them when they're little and not be in a hurry to have a side hustle if you don't have to. You know, I had to. I had to have a side hustle. I had to feed my family. I had to have a side hustle that turned into my hustle. I didn't have a choice. But um, if I could do it all over again, I would uh, be with my kids more, you know? Yeah, totally. Oh, no, I was up until
0: like, okay, it was midnight last night my husband was like out hiking, got home late. And I had just, our almost three-year-old is like trying not to nap, but can't hang because he needs a nap. But then if he naps, he's up till 10. And I'm like, dude, I am going to lose my crap. Like I'm going to lose it because now you're waking up, you're going to bed at 10, you're waking up at five or six. So now I have no time in the morning and no time at night. And I've just erased all my working hours. I was like, yep. you've got to get it together. And I'm talking to, talking to my husband, Jeff, and I'm like, babe, I just can't do it. I need some time either at night or in the morning. I'll wake up early, but I have to be able to go to bed early. And he's like, Elise, we have an almost three-year-old and a five-year-old. It's just... <laughs> It's just what it is. Like, this is just how it is. And I'm like, but I need to work out. And he's like, this week, probably not going to happen. Okay, All right. Thanks for the reality check. But I think sometimes we just, at least I do. I don't know if I'm the only one, but feel like I have to have all of these things going. I have to have a podcast out every week. I have to attend all these births. I have to work on my social media marketing. I have to teach. I have to do laundry. I have so much laundry on the floor. <laughs> you know, and you just feel like you have to do all of these things. It's like you're counting the minutes and counting the hours. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, you just take a deep breath, take a deep breath and let it go and sit in it a little bit. And, you know, for me, I'm like, okay, Lord, what, what? What do I do? And you start picking up the pieces
1: one at a time. It's so true. And the laundry can freaking wait. My laundry (laughs) is almost touching the ceiling, in case you're wondering. (laughs) It's clean. I will send you a picture so you can put it on your website. Yeah, um, I love it. And blast it out of like a reality check that. Um, because certain things can wait. I have priorities. Uh, yes, it is nice to have clean clothes. And I do think that when you have a little bit of an organized house, we all feel a little better. But if it's yeah. not, we're not going to beat ourselves up over that. If our body isn't perfect, we're also not going to beat ourselves up over that. We are going to enjoy our babies when they're little because soon there's not going to be as much laundry to fold. And that makes me sad. Yeah, You know, it's yeah. soon just going to be I you you can't even do a load a full load of laundry today because you don't have enough clothes because it's just you and your partner or maybe your partner has passed away and now it's just you so yeah. um for me it's it's everything can wait and um and when you're ready when you have the time and then go go right ahead but enjoy your littles and also don't I feel like sometimes we do have this pressure of oh my gosh, I have to put a post up every day or a podcast out every week. Or, Well, yeah. when, when I was really, really sick with the twins, um, I I faced that because my business was only a couple years old and I thought I was going to go out of business. I wasn't getting my posts up. I wasn't marketing. I wasn't doing mm-hmm. anything. And you know what? Business did drop a little, but I didn't go out of business. Um, yeah. Everything can wait. Everything can wait, but our children. So, um, you know, I felt okay. Cause my kids were always with my husband. Um, and you know what, even so my oldest was when I was a daycare teacher, I wasn't around him all day, you know, I was in another right. classroom. So he was being raised by other people too. So even if your kid has to go to daycare, cause we can't chase our dreams or we are chasing our dreams. There's, I don't think there's yeah. shame if your kid is in daycare, um, he had some of his best friends he met from there. So yeah. there's just no wrong way to be a working mother or a working parent. There's no wrong way to do it. There's no, there's, and there's no, there's, it's not a race. It is not yeah. a rush or a race. Mm-hmm. And if you look out and you see somebody doing what you want to be doing and you feel that angst and pain inside of you, don't use it to be jealousy, jealous, or, or feel less than use that to. To check in with yourself and say, huh, I didn't know I wanted that. I'll add that to my list Mm -hmm. and I'll prioritize it. And when I'm ready Mm -hmm. for that, I'll get there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Because there totally. is time. There is time. As long as you're not putting off your dream because of a fear that you're not good enough because you are good enough, that mm-hmm. that no one will care because someone will care, Um, that you're not talented enough. Well, you're wrong. You are talented enough. As long as that's not the reason you're putting off a passion, then that's fine. If you're putting off passion for kids and raising them, that is the most honorable, beautiful, most passionate thing that you can be doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I love In that. In my opinion. Yeah. No, <laughs> I love it. Okay, Tiffany, you talk
0: – well, at least I've seen you post a lot about postpartum body image and – um just the whole like postpartum period and that season and what's real and what's authentic and how we should treat ourselves and how we should feel about that. And I guess I'm just curious, like, have you always felt like that? Or is that something that kind of evolved in you over the years as you pregnancy after pregnancy? Or when did kind of your passion for that
1: postpartum period kind of come to be? I wish it was something I always felt because there is so much time, I could have gotten back from hating myself and my body for doing something wonderful. Yeah. You know, so... But so many people feel,
0: you know, so many people can relate to that, myself included.
1: And it's just so normal. It's so normal. But I think um, I started to have a shift after... after Quinn, I, I mean, after each pregnancy, I had a shift. At, you know, my first pregnancy, I was 23, and yeah. I tried to pack my pre-pregnancy jeans to take to the hospital. <laughs> you like uh... <laughs> remember where yeah. the placenta? So yeah, I was like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm going to give birth. I'm going to fart out this baby. No problem. And I'm going (laughs) to button my jeans up and walk home. Like, I don't know what you guys are thinking. What are you talking about? (laughs) Um, no, I had no idea. And, um, my body bounced back pretty easily because I was 23 and annoying. But, um, when (laughs) I got older, it just didn't. And I was so mean to myself and, Uh, I was so angry at my body for betraying me. My body Mm -hmm. betrayed me. It didn't – especially um, after I had Quinn and my body, I gained 40 pounds after giving birth. So – Um, and I exclusively breastfed. My body has Yeah, just how it it's just that's just what your body did. Yeah. And, you know, I definitely am to blame. I and this time around, you know, and I think in as a knee-jerk reaction to not being around when Blake was born. Um uh when Blake was born, my husband, uh, as a reminder, so my I worked for the county, my husband was a welder. And mm. when Blake was 23 days old, Sean was laid off with 12 other welders without um we had no idea we were blindsided Whoa. and there was no pay there was nothing it was don't come back from lunch these 12 oh my of you goodness. yeah we're so out of money hard. And so uh, I – he was laid off on a Friday. I was back at work on a Monday when Blake was tw- oh. like 25 days old. So with um, like your – I mean some
0: ladies are still like you're on overnight pads. Like, yes.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm still on the ice pads. I did get a oh, note from my doctor. Tiffany. To let me come back without like a note. and still doing the thing, right? And, um, and so I think I had this knee jerk reaction when Quinn was born to, uh, just sit and be with her, you know, like yeah. soak everything up. She was really my last. So, um, and I loved, I loved food and I was starving this time around, yeah. you yeah. know? Um, and I, I didn't have any morning sickness, uh, when I was postpartum <laughs> you right. know so like wait. now I can eat, I just made <laughs> yeah. it up for lost time, yep, <laughs> so I um had the best year of my life. I sat and I held my baby and took naps with her all day, and I ate and ate and ate and ate like the hungry caterpillar, um, <laughs> and I was still a beautiful butterfly, yeah. um, you know, and so, but there was all these realizations of. You know, why aren't we caring for our postpartum bodies just a little bit more gently like we do when we're pregnant? Mm-hmm. Um, and why am I being so mean to my body when it gave me this beautiful gift I'm looking at every day? And yeah. and why am I demanding perfection so quickly when it took so many months to, to expand? Get there, and yeah. Str- yeah. And I know they say nine months on, nine months off, but what if it's longer than nine months to, ta- yeah. to go back? What if it takes us what if I enjoyed my baby for a year or two when she really still needs to connect with me and be held and touch me and be close to me and I need that too? What if I just did that for a year or so and then and then focused back on myself? You know, um, is that the right way to go about it? I have no clue, but it was the best choice I ever made by not just accepting my postpartum body, loving my postpartum mm. body loving any stretch mark. I loved having that big squishy belly that my baby could rest her little head on, you know, after nursing mm. and they yeah. kind of like sink down yes. there if they want to. And, um, and you know what also I love? I still have, I still have a big belly. I love holding my 15 month old and not just putting her on my hip. If I put her forward on me, she a little shelf to sit on. It's really comfortable <laughs> for both of us. Yes. Hey, you know, um, is this healthy long-term? Probably not. And I will, I'm, Oh, I've always been a very thin person. And when I want to get healthy and focus on that, I will, I'm a pretty clean eater anyways. Yeah. Um. You know, we eat organic and healthy. I was just eating all the food. Um, yeah. I'll do it when I want to, but until yeah. then maybe my want to be with my baby is okay too. And I'll tell yeah. you what, I yeah. have a lot, I have a lot of girlfriends that, they want to be with their baby, but they also want to work on their body and cheers to that too you mm-hmm. There's no wrong way to have a postpartum body um yeah. you know, and it's in your own time if you feel the urge to get up and go to the gym in the morning, don't feel bad that you're at the gym with your nursing pads on, like right, be at the gym with your nursing pads on, and you get your rocking body back and uh you know, well, that's the other thing. I shouldn't say get it back <laughs> because we never really get our bodies back, nor should yeah. we, right? They just change into something different. Yeah, and it's beautiful, and we're lucky. Mm-hmm. We're very lucky. There are so many women yeah. out there that would would love to have a scar, these scars, or have torn mm-hmm. or bigger belly shelves if it meant they're holding a tiny baby at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I just, yeah, yeah, I shifted. I had a lot of life experience from just being so grateful to the gifts of my children. Um, My brother, one of my brothers died during the surrogacy. Um, I had a lot of life happen to me and I really met a lot of women who went through IVF um, and Mm. who who went through surrogacy because there's not a lot of, you don't know a lot of surrogates in person. So I met a lot of surrogates through. Online groups, and we, you, you become surrogate sisters, and you learn a lot about parents who have struggled, and you learn. Yeah. It just opens up a world of loss and pain, and you start to see things differently, um, and be oh, I'm sure, you know, and and kind of. I like to take away everything society should think about me and flush that down the toilet, um, and just focus on what works best for me right now, today.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. But it's not easy. Yeah, no, it's not easy. But I love just changing. It's almost like as a collective, as a village, we can change the culture and the beliefs about postpartum and, and what that should be like and what it could be like. And I just love what you've done Just by watching you and your voice and how you're kind of changing the conversation about postpartum because, you know, I think people still, I think things are changing, but I definitely think, especially, you know, if you've never had a baby before and you look on Instagram, it's like, all of a sudden, these moms are at yoga the next day. And I'm like, you guys. (laughs) And maybe you're the person who is at yoga the next day. And that's awesome. If that's what works for you. But I think for a lot of women who that's not them, they feel really crappy about that. Um, And I never ever want, I would never want that for someone. um, Because it is such a just such a beautiful time. I mean, I look back and yes, you're sleep deprived, but some of those moments when you're just in your bed with topless with your baby Mm. and you're eating in your bed are like some (laughs) of my favorite moments ever. You know, it's just the best, the best feeling. And I, yes. And I did go to the gym and I was trying to do pushups, not very well. And my pads my breast pads flew out onto the ground and I was like oh no one sees that I'm just gonna pick that up and slide that right back in there no one needs to know
1: I don't think I did that very often after that
0: um but yes oh man
1: so I love that yeah society puts a pressure on us and we put a pressure on us and I feel like for me I always had this thing that if I were if I didn't work to get my body back, then I was letting myself go, and um, and eventually I shifted my mind that I'm not letting myself go. I'm letting myself be. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 being in this moment of motherhood, and I'm allowing my body to transition and do what it needs to do while my baby is young, and the less our babies are on us and need us, the more our bodies can shift. Um, in a graceful way, if we want them to, you know, yeah. and, and I think that there's postpartum isn't the, fr- the couple months after birth. Postpartum is the rest of your life. Yeah. We always have a mm-hmm. postpartum body, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that never go away. <laughs> it's never going, it's uh, my afterbirth body, no matter how thin or in shape I get, this is my afterbirth body. My mm-hmm. insides have changed, my heart yeah. has changed, my worldview has changed, and my outside appearance has changed. That so- is what motherhood does to us. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Okay, Tiffany, what are three things that you are just totally loving right now in the season of your life?
1: Oh gosh. Um Okay, three things I'm loving three in the
0: season.
1: Three things. Oh. Um It could be anything. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, I love writing. So. Oh, awesome. um, You know, I write a lot, and I am writing a sci-fi novel. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Okay,
0: sci-fi. I did not see that coming. Oh my gosh. Okay. Can you give us like a like? Can you tell us anything about it?
1: Okay. It is. I will give it like a a minor synopsis. Uh, Okay. Please do. It's definitely. Uh. You know the end of the world it's like a thousand years into the future and um there is it's called the lost city and uh it is about a young girl um living in this dystopian world um the earth is actually flooded all except for one city which is halfway f- underwater and so that's the lost city and wow uh, so it's like a post
0: apocalyptic yeah. kind
1: of novel That's awesome. It's major. Um, There's a lot of like, yeah, it's a major. There's a lot of twists in it and like a little love story. And there's, um, you know, sadness and surprise and excitement. And um, so I read it to my 13 year old um, as I complete uh, chapters. But that I'd like to to polish up more time for it because that gives me I love, love, love um, writing. So I'm sure it's just a great outlet for you. And yeah it's so a good escape
0: fun. yeah okay so you're writing a novel okay keep us posted on that yeah we'll I, will, I will. definitely yeah. link to that one okay and, what's yeah. the second thing you're loving
1: okay um i'm just loving my kids of course and how unique mm-hmm. and different each one is and like Um, specifically Quinn, I don't have a favorite, but, um, just soaking in the baby phase, like everything Mm -hmm. she does. And, um, and my husband's on the same page. So every day we are always saying, number one, we can't believe we have a girl. Um, but number, number two, there's a baby in our house. Always go. There's a, there's a baby in our house. There's a baby in the house. So we are just loving the squeezing and the kissing and, and, um, we always joke. We're at the doctor together, uh, on Wednesday and, uh, and we're, you know, she's in her little bonnets and she's I know, she says too much <laughs> and we're both there and we always laugh. We're like, people must think this is our first kid. because <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're like, like the new excited parents, like, oh, yes, she's, cro- she's walking. She's talking. Oh, she said this today. So, um, yes, we're a little bit into her kids. Um, and then I guess a third thing that I'm loving Oh gosh. Um, I'm just loving how I, I just get so much joy from helping other businesses and other moms, Mm -hmm. um, no matter what it is. So I help a lot with talking about their births and encouraging, Hey, no, there's no wrong way to have a birth and encouraging, um, like the body love and then encouraging, chasing their dreams. I love just couch sitting with women and hearing where they're at and seeing, how, how do I fit in this to help you get everything that you kind of want so that you can, I wake up, I don't have Mondays, right? So I wake mm. up every day is an exciting day for me to live my life. And I can't believe this is my life. Even when there's chaos, even yeah. when my husband and I are fighting, even when the laundry's to the ceiling, I have a wonderful, wonderful life. And so, um, which by the way, For the record, we live in a rental house. We have one car. (laughs) I love it. We are not rich. My cleaning lady, uh, you know, I have to like search for money sometimes for because I spent (laughs) it on dresses for clients. So, I for the record, I don't. I don't want anyone to think that. Well, it's easy if you're rich, or it's easy if you have everything. We don't have everything, but the key is being so happy with everything we do have, and that's. How you end up having it. Anyways, so um, I guess those are my three. The third one was kind of weird, but. um. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's called contentment, I think is what
0: they call it. Loving, being content in the season of life that you're in. Yeah. It's a good thing. We talk a lot about contentment on the show. So um, it just goes right along with it. So thank you so much for spending this time with me, Tiffany. It's been so fun to get to know you.
1: Yeah, I know. It kind of went on like a weird turn, but uh, not a weird, but it's like random little insights of. I
0: love it. I love getting to know you and thank you for sharing and just everything you're doing. I just keep doing what you're doing
1: because it's awesome and you're changing the world you well, really I think, are i think you are too i think it's so great to have such a positive person out there interviewing people being an encourager doing what you're doing with births and you know and i just think that that's great so it was a thank it's you an honor and a joy it really was oh, awesome Tiffany is incredible
0: that girl is just unstoppable i'm convinced of that i hope you were encouraged today my friend Whether you're that mom at home with babies, dreaming of a ministry or business you want to be involved in or start sometime in the future, or maybe you're that mom who's already pursuing her dreams, I pray you're encouraged today. Hey, I know we've all had those days where we just can't put pants on (laughs) and we definitely don't shave our legs. You're not alone, mama. But lean in when you have those days where you do have a little margin to put some extra sweat equity in and then have grace, grace, grace for yourself when just getting out of bed for the day is about what you've got in the tank. At the end of the day, the Lord has called us all to love him and love his people. And everything else we do is just extra. I've got links to Tiffany's website and her social media for those who want to connect with her, because you all know you want to read her new sci-fi novel. I can't wait. It sounds good. All right, dear listener, don't forget to head on over to the show notes page at elismarch.com slash podcast for links from the show, fun bonus content, and other ways you can connect with us. And if you like what you've been hearing here on the podcast and you want to show your support, here's what you can do you can subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode from me. You can leave a review on iTunes. These reviews are super, super helpful. So go do that now, please. That would be amazing. Just a little five star in there. Super quick and doable. You can also find me on Instagram at perfectly wonderfully made for pictures and updates and goodies about the show. Okay. I need your help. If you've been encouraged today, would you share the show with a friend that you love? It would mean so much to me. All right, you guys, I'm praying for you. Have a great week and we will see you next time.